Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 10% It's time for the Youth Sports Show with the Fans High School Insider, Big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome to the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We are not, I repeat, we're not live at Athletical Physical Therapy. We're supposed to be no power in that building. Absolutely no power. And uh, I've got to thank our my guests, man, because they adjusted. They went to Plan B called an audible. These boys know all about that. And uh, they flew up to the uh, studio. We're live in the studio. And uh, we're talking junior Spartan football. Uh, you know, I love uh, I love football coaches. These are big, tough guys, man. And then you tell them you're going to slap a headset on them, and they cry like little girls, man. I'm telling not Chad Fry. He was all for it. But his coaches that we're going to rip on throughout the show, trust me. Chad, let me start with you. You're the, the president of Spartan Youth Football. I really appreciate you coming in. Coach Farley said, look, he'll be a great ambassador for my program, and uh, that's awesome. How you been? Doing good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's uh, just about that time. Yep, right around the corner. How long How long you been involved with Spartan Youth Football? Uh, this is my seventh year. It is. Yeah. Um, good program from what I understand. Yeah, uh, you know, we've been pretty fortunate, and uh, you know, kind of starts with the, with the high school support in your program from the top down, and uh, uh, also, the, the parents and the coaches are uh, a huge help for us. Well, the coach, let's let's introduce the two coaches we have uh, we have in uh, in studio. John Austin, how are you? Great, it's Thanks good to see us. you. Yeah, you bet. Uh, is it Champ Champy? It's Champ. Champ, thank you. Doug Champ is with us as well. So when when Chad said, "Look, I'm bringing two coaches, but they don't want to go go on the air," I go, "That's fine." When they get here, I'm, I'm going to guilt them into it. You know what? I just guilt. And people come in and go, no, I just want to sit on the couch. Great. Sit on the couch. Then I pull them up and talk. And I said, boys, just come on. Let's uh, let's have a conversation. Uh, John, how long have you been involved with, with junior Spartan football? I believe this would be my ninth year. Good for you. Yeah, yeah you love it? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you're So coaching is in your blood now. You know that. Uh, yeah, I guess it is. You can't, you can't get it out. I've been 30. This would be my 36th year, something like that. Uh, coaching basketball, and once it gets in, it's hard to get it out. It really is. Uh, Doug, how about you? How long have you been there? Uh, t- Ten years I have been. That's excellent. Um, do you guys stay with, with uh, like, if you're coaching sixth grade, do you stay at the sixth grade level, or do you follow the guys up? We follow the guys up. So what grade are you coaching this year? Uh, this year, this last year was really my last year. Okay. So I uh, I was with the eighth grade last year. Yeah. And uh, You think you're done, right? Supposedly, no. we bring him back for stuff no. all the time. He... Trust me, you, you know what? You're not done because I see it in your eyes. You're not done. You'll, all of a sudden, he'll show up at a practice. He'll be looking around. He'll get thrown into a drill. He'll be given a whistle. Bang! He's back. That's how that that works. 
Um, what, uh, John, what, uh, what age are you coaching? Uh, this year is eighth grade. So I had the seventh grade do last year. How'd you guys do? Well, we have two squads. Um, Mike Tabor's squad, I think, was five and two. Okay, five, two and one, and uh, we were four and four. It's good. So. You know what? Combine those two, right? Yep. Man, two squads. Um, Chad, when a lot of the youth groups, especially in the football that we have in here, talk about how they're struggling with numbers. Um, how about you guys? How healthy is the youth program? Well, uh, the program's very healthy. Uh, you know, we we've been able to go two squads for probably nine, ten straight years. Unfortunately, this year is the first year that uh, we're only going to have two squads at the eighth grade level. Okay. And fifth, sixth, and seventh will have one squad. Um, numbers uh, just just weren't there this year, and it, and it puts puts those teams too thin on Saturdays. Then, if you don't have enough to split them, right? But uh, why do you think that is? Well, I, I I don't think it's 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 a secret to anybody. Uh, there's a lot of things going on with concussions with football and, and football not being safe. You turn on ESPN and you hear Brett Favre or whoever it is saying, "I don't want." You know, if I had a boy, he wouldn't play football. President until he's Obama or said that. Or, yeah, yeah, you know. So it's kind of all out there. So there's a lot of, you know. I, I say a lot of misinformation, to tell you the truth. And if they knew how much we did for safety, you know, maybe they changed. You know, lives. Coach Swiddle, um, yeah, he, obviously you guys know yep. really well. Very well. He came into the, to the station five years ago, I think it was now, and he said, look, there's so much misinformation. He said, I've been coaching football a long time. I don't think it's ever been safer. Look, football is a collision. Viol- it's a violent collision sport. It is. He said, we've taken so many, we've done so many changes how we practice, how we teach how to tackle, how, you know, all all the things that we can do from our end, yet people aren't hearing that side of it. That's why the WFCA show started that I do every other Saturday with Coach Swiddle um, during this time of year. And half of the time, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the safety issues. Nobody talks about safety issues when it comes to soccer. Or right. when it comes to you know skateboarding or or downhill skiing or snowboarding, nobody ever says anything about about that. And I I don't know as parents, I, it's interesting to me because you you can talk to parents as much as you want, show them all the facts, but when they hear people on a national level saying, "If I had a son, I wouldn't let him play football," they start running from the sport. Right, coach. What's your thought on that? Well, I <clears throat> I talked to a. A lot of people uh, during you know off season, uh, and and I've got so many people telling me that they won't have their kid play because of you know the head injuries that can happen. And and li- literally when I'm talking to these people on the basketball court, I see a kid go down and smack his head, and later that night they're in the hospital being evaluated for a concussion. It can happen anywhere. Right. It can happen in gymnastics, soccer, yeah. you name it. Well, Coach Swiddle has a son who's playing college football, and he played quarterback from the time he was in third grade. Never had a concussion. His daughter, Division One soccer player, got her third concussion playing soccer. Can't play soccer anymore. Right. And uh, look, I, I think kids should play multiple sports. I think kids learn valuable lessons. I, I was, uh, I used to argue with Joe Cook a lot, who was a high school football coach. He's now in Texas, and he would say, "Look, out of every sport there is, football teaches kids more life lessons than any other sport," and he convinced me of that. And he said, football is a purely numbers sport. And once we start losing numbers, we're in some trouble. And maybe that's, you know, we need to, to address that at this point, Chad. 
Yeah, you, you know, we've done a lot with recruiting, uh, you know, at our level, and, and I think that's why we've been able to go for so long with having two teams at each grade level, uh, and we'll continue to do that. Uh, you know, I think what we may see is, is kids just coming out later. Like we're, for John's grade at the eighth grade level, he's at like 37 or 38 kids, and we split that. That's actually the most kids he's had at that grade level. Okay. Um, he got eight new ones this year. Yeah, eight really, some new yeah. kids. So I think we may just start seeing them coming out later, sure, than earlier, which is fine. Yeah, but it'd be nice to if you you can get everybody lined in, then you know if you can have two teams at this point. Right. Now you've made the decision. We have to. to. You have to to have one team, and if those kids do come late, you know, great, you'll have them. Right. But it's going to affect the whole the the whole program. Yep. Um, with that. If if you have interest, can kids still join? Obviously, right? Sure. Yeah. Ju- it's ju- one word: juniorspartans.org. Juniorspartans.org. Go to that website. The information you need. Um, there's a look. There's a question and answer part that I really liked on the website because it, it gave me all the answers on some of the stuff that I wanted to know, um, and also some some important dates on stuff coming up. Uh, plus, there's a camp coming, and I had some information on the camp. Um, it's not not your camp, but one of your coaches. In fact, you have it right there, Coach. Is is it next week? Uh, <clears throat> July twenty third to uh, the twenty fifth. Yes, yeah. it's the last session of the of the camp for okay. the Tabor, Tabor training. Yep, and and kids can still, if you want to just uh, get to that camp um, on their website again. It's Spartan Junior Spartans dot org is where you need to go. But information on that camp, he's one of the coaches in your in your program. Yeah, he's an eighth grade coach with uh, John, and he he'll be the head coach of the. Other eighth grade team. Okay, yeah, and you, those two teams. Do you guys split them evenly? Is it an A team, B team? We try to split them evenly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How, do, do the kids that played on your team stay on your team, or do, do they go back into a draft? No, we 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 they stay in the same squad. Okay, uh, they've been on the same squad for four. Would be the fourth year now, but uh, we but we practice together. All the Mike's coaches. He's got four coaches. They also coach my squad. So we have like eight nine coaches coaching together. We do offense together, defense together. You guys run all the stuff that Coach Farley Tag wants you to run? drills together, yeah. So yeah we, we, we're only apart on Saturday when we go to play different games. And and when I coached grade school basketball quite a while ago, there were kids that in fifth grade you never thought would oh, – yeah. And then all of a sudden, seventh grade, eighth grade. So in in your in this time that you've had, you've you've seen this where there are kids that as fifth graders you just never thought their the light bulb was going to go on, and all of a sudden they're one of the better players on the team. So the the team that won the championship two years ago at East, I had that was my first go around coaching. I had coached the juniors and seniors of that team, and I, I was at the semifinal game at Seamus Point and went on the field and walked by and a couple of kids said, hey, coach. And I had to look up at him. I'm like, oh, my God, you're huge. Wow. And, and, when did that happen, exactly. right? And, 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 and I remember in fifth grade, they couldn't figure out how to block a guy. But uh, John, you, that great. had to make you feel pretty good. That you, I mean, you were part of that. You, you, you oh, set the great. foundation it was great. For, for that team. That team uh, caught me off guard. I knew they were good. They got hot late, and they were playing really well, and they got healthy. That back they had, I yeah, Sam. I wouldn't throw you in front of them. <laughs> I mean, you know, well maybe yeah, maybe, I don't Chad. know. Maybe Chad. Maybe three could, of us could stop. Yeah, we, we could, but we yeah, we'd have to ask him nicely to please go. You know, hit the ground. Um, Chad, as as the president of of the Spartan Youth Football Program, the Brookfield East guys, when you took over as president, when was that? Three years ago. Three years ago. Were there changes? A lot of changes that you made, and are you continually? 
tweaking it, or do you have the template now and you're happy with where you're at? Well, I, I think that the template was was started. Uh, I was already on the, on the board for several years before that, and uh, you know, learning from from the guys before me. Uh, I, I think you always need to keep looking at tweaking things as you sure. go. I mean, you're always trying to see what's working, what's not working. The landscape changes out there, obviously. And uh, so every year we we're trying to do something a little bit better or improve on something. And uh, you know, so it's it's as you go, you you change things. But the template was kind of there. We you know, the last ten years, this template's been getting better, better, and better. And uh, a lot of that has started with Coach Swiddle when he was there, sure. and getting that support from the high school. Now Coach Farley is you know is another huge support. You know, we're talking all the time about things. Back That's awesome. So. Hey, Doug, do you think that um, even though you're, you're, you're thinking you're not going to coach this year, um, how much will you stay involved? Will you possibly join the board? or what, what's, uh, what's your game plan for, for this year, and why aren't you going to coach your – is it your kids are? I, I have two boys that are playing. They're going to be playing for the high school team, okay. a freshman and a junior. And so they, that last year was my eighth grader. That was my last year doing that. And I've been on the board with these guys for the past two years. And so they, I was representing the grade, seventh grade, and then eighth grade. Sure. And so now I've retired out of that. But currently I'm still helping them with uh, equipment and kind of training the the next guy. I Good. was trained by Kevin O'Connell. He trained me to come up to do the equipment. Now I'm uh, Hardy. Is yeah, doing Hardy Sawal, yeah. So. Uh, Doug thinks he's getting out, but uh, you know, he's going to line well, our field yeah. for us, I think, and he's going to do a bunch of other things. You know, so. the contract you have in your pocket that you made <laughs> yeah. changes for him. Exactly. You know, I, I, Hey, how, what was it for you coaching your son? Was that a good experience for you guys? I, I, yes, I, he might say something different, but, <laughs> but uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed meeting him, you know, meeting his friends and kind of working with them in, in that environment. Yeah, you know, I, that's, it's a topic that I really like to talk about because I had the opportunity to coach my son, and it, it, um, it was really good for us. Now, he's older, so we, get, we can go back and laugh at some of the stuff and – and we've edited out any of the nonsense. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was so good that first year. And then I read a book, and I talk about it on the show a lot, uh, Coaching Our Sons. Older book, Coach Tank, a basketball coach in Dodgeville, wrote it. And I learned a lot from reading that book a couple of times. On, you know, he, he sees things differently. And he hears when you yell at him differently than when you yell at somebody else. <laughs> and all of that. And when to cut it off. You get to the yeah. kitchen table. Now you're his father. Forget about basketball, which is hard to do. Did, did you find that that did you coach your older son as well? Yes, oh, I have three sons that played in junior Spartans, and I coached all three of them. Wow! So I was a, always an assistant coach. I was never a head coach, but but I uh, did you, know, you were you better at it with the younger one than you were with the older one? No, I was better as I got older. Yeah. Was, so you were better now with the young, the one that you just got done because of the lessons you learned with the older one. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Coach Showalter from uh, you know been a bad just a basketball coach in this area that that I think is one of the best coaches in the area. He he coached his two sons, and he said I was way better with the younger one. He said that I feel bad the older one and I went at each other a lot, but the lessons I learned from coaching him really benefited my relationship with my younger son. And you would agree with that? Uh, yes. That's awesome. Guys, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. We're talking junior Spartan football. It's uh, the youth program for Brookfield East. And again, you can still sign up. If you got kids, is it just Brookfield kids? 
Yeah, it's, it, you you got to be in Brookfield. You go to school in Brookfield or live in Brookfield. There you go. Uh, JuniorSpartans.org is where you would go. Again, JuniorSpartans.org. This is the Plains Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You'll hear us a promo saying that we are live at Athletico Physical Therapy. We are not. Uh, no power in that building. And uh felt bad. Ryan Benningfield from, from Athletico is going to join us at 945. Um, I want to introduce these guys to him. He is uh, the facility manager and physical therapist at the newest location, um, on Wauwatosa Mayfair Clinic, 3077 North Mayfair Road. We're going to reschedule uh, when they have power in a couple of weeks, and we'll do our shows live from there. You need to see that facility. It's absolutely gorgeous. So, again, we uh, we called an audible, and as football guys do, they know what to do. They showed up here, and, and I really appreciate uh, them doing that. We are talking Junior Spartan football. Uh, juniorspartans.org is the website if you need information if you live in brookfield and you have a son fifth sixth seventh eighth that still wants to join and be part of this junior spartan youth football program you can still do it we're in studio with chad fry he is the president of spartan youth football along with a couple of coaches one guy said he's retired but he's not john austin and you no, know, John's still coaching. Doug Champ is telling me he's done, but he's uh, Chad. I'm yeah. retired. Yeah, yeah, no, you're not. Chad, no, you're not. Chad, Chad, hey, yeah, yeah. Thanks for your time. I'll see you later. John Austin and Doug Champ are in studio with me as well. Hey, so before we uh, went to a break, kids uh, they have to live in the Brookfield area. Does it matter what side Brookfield they live on? It it, it does because you know obviously we have Brookfield Central there, and uh, uh, you know it's it's all. Divided out by address and location, so uh, you'd have to be in the Brookfield area, and for us, you'd have to be in the Brookfield East side of of uh, Brookfield because Brookfield Central kids would go play for the Junior Lancer program. So kids that um, you know, Elmbrook is a uh, open enrollment uh, uh, school district, right? If kids are open enrolled into the Elmbrook school district, can they play? Yes. Okay. So if you're look, if if that's what's going on, if you have questions about it. You can get a hold of these guys. Again, go to that website, juniorspartans.org, and a lot of the information that you need is right there. But if you have questions, you can get a hold of them uh, through that website. Um, let's talk about the grade levels, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th. And if you have enough, you split the teams evenly, even at the 5th grade level? Yeah, we do. And and we, we allow 4th uh, you know, graders to play up. Okay. Uh, you know, we usually get a handful uh, of fourth graders every year four or five six or seven and they play up on that fifth grade team and they'll repeat that fifth grade team that next year so they would their class if if there's kids that have buddies on one team can they and they they didn't join in fifth but now they want to join in sixth and i know this is all the nonsense part of it but understand again the reason for this show is because there's a lot of other youth groups that listen youth sports teams that listen and they're struggling with some of the same stuff that that you guys might struggle with. So if there's a kid that joins in sixth grade and says, "Hey, my next door, next door neighbor Johnny is on the on this team on the white team. Can I play on that team?" Um, what do you say? Well, th- that certainly happens. We we've all had that question come up, and that's it's kind of the reasons why we put this question and answer together and put it on our website. We get those questions at our our recruitment and registration meeting every January, February. 
uh, you know, we, we separate them, you know, with, with skill. We're really trying to make an even, even teams. When we split the two teams, we want both sides to be even as possible. Now, you, you can do that, and kids, kids, you know, get better at different rates, you know, it, the way they go. So you may think it's even, and then all of a sudden two years it's not. So we may realign at that point. But, you know, because we practice together, you're, you're really together. You're with your buddy during practice. We're doing everything together. Right. We're running the same offenses, the same defenses. The coaches are, like John had said previously, we're all coaching both kids. When you pull linemen out, you're pulling linemen for both teams, and you're all working together. Sure. So you're with your buddy for five days a week. It's just one day. If you're on a separate team, maybe you won't be. Hey, how do you um, how do you find coaches? Is that a difficult thing for you? It it, it can be. Uh, a, a lot of it starts, uh, you know, word word of mouth. You know, we get a lot of guys that have coached other sports. You know, uh, baseball, basketball, or whatever it is, and guys know different guys, and then they get their kids coming through the program. Um, some of it is the registration meetings. You know, if you say we start our registration meeting early, you know, end of January, we usually have a registration meeting. I at that meeting already start saying. You know, give me a call, email me, let me know what your background is. We as a board review all of our coaches that come through. And uh, if if none of us knows the person, we may actually ask for references from that coach. All coaches go through background checks every year. Um, and with our program, we decided uh, three, four years ago that every coach would get certified with USA Heads Up Football every year. So we and do that. And John's still coaching? You do all those background yeah. checks. <laughs> he somehow is making it John made it Austin, through. John Austin, you made it through? I, I, I'm not sure how, but I think Man. he knows some people that we don't know about. Yeah, yeah. Deep, <laughs> deep pockets or something, Austin. I, that's what I'm thinking. Um, when, do, do you have meetings with your coaches to talk a little bit about what the mission statement and, and what you guys expect from them? I, on your website, you know, you guys talk about helping young athletes reach their full potential through teaching the fundamentals of the game, understanding the reward of hard work and commitment to the team, creating opportunities to improve character and leadership, and demonstrating behaviors in line with good sportsmanship and good citizenship. Now, those are if, if those aren't followed, those are just words on a website and, and a page of uh, paper. But I know, um, I know Tom Swiddle, and I know Coach Farley, and those are the guys that are head of the program, and. They would want you to make sure that not only you put this on paper and you let people read it, but you guys actually follow that through because that's important to those guys. Yeah, that's, that's very important. We, we actually have, before the season, and we got, well, got one coming up here the first week in August, Coach Tabor. Coach Tabor is also our player safety coach. Okay. And uh, we have a, a meeting for all the coaches uh, that, that can attend. It's difficult to get 30 coaches at one place at one sure. time, but we get the majority of them there. And that's one of the conversations we have is this is about the kids. You know, we go over all the new safety things that are coming in and things like that, but it's it's really about it's about the kids. Let's make this a great experience about the kids so they come back. I mean, the goal is to get them to come back. You know, it's interesting. As I asked, I do a show called Faith in the Zone. In fact, this week, um, it are Sundays at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m., we have Landry Jones, who is the backup quarterback to Ben Roethlisberger, joined us, and, and we taped it this week, and, and – uh, there was a coach from Eastern Michigan that I had on that show a while back, and, and, and I said, hey, kids have really changed over the years, don't you think? And he said, no, uh-uh. I said, with social media? He said, well, a little bit. He said, we've changed. He said, when I was a head, first-year head football coach, Division One level, I was 28 years old. I was single, and I was cool. I was the cool guy. <laughs> he said, I'm now 44. I'm married with three kids. All I want to do is get out of practice, go home. They're still doing the idiot stuff that I was doing my right. first and second year in <laughs> exactly. college. 
they haven't changed. I've changed. And it made me think, and I tell that story a lot because it it was an eye-opener for me. Because these kids that I'm coaching at the high school level are still doing the idiot stuff that I was doing. But they're now they're taping it and putting it on social media. <laughs> yeah, that's and so difference. that's really foolish. But, you know, do you guys do you feel the same way, Coach? Oh, a- absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I have a freshman that's coming in this year and a seventh grader, and my freshman was just telling me that somebody's shoes were tied up on a pole 10, 12 feet up in the locker room yesterday, and they couldn't figure out who did it. And, of course, the sophomores and juniors are all blaming the freshmen on who do th- who did that. Maybe you know who did it, Champ. I don't I d- know. I do not know who did that. <laughs> so, yes. Why are you winking like that? <laughs> You'll tell me when we go to a break, won't you? <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, that's still the case. They're, they're, they're still out there to have fun. Yeah, they are. And and to learn the game of football. And Look, success. Um, you, Brooke Phillies winning that state championship. I, I I have to believe that there are kids that, are, that were – you know, part of that youth group in, in fifth grade, sixth grade that were then watching these kids and then saying, you know what, they're going to bed thinking, man, I can't wait to get to that that level. You know, I can't wait to play on a Friday night at home against Brookfield Central, you know, something like that. So I, I think that that part of it and, and the fact that the Brookfield East program is now one of the programs that you talk about every year, guys like me talk about every year, um, certainly should help. It's a good community uh, program, obviously, and, and these guys are doing a good job. We're going to continue our conversation with them on the other side of the break. Doug Champ and John Austin coaches. And uh, Chad Fry, do you coach as well? Um, I, I, I was. I was. Uh, I followed up starting in fourth grade, and my freshman just got up to be a freshman. So this year I'm coming back. Talk with Coach Fry a little bit. I'm going to help with the seventh and eighth grade coach offense and defensive lines. So I'm I'm still. What, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do for your living? What's that? What do you do for a living? I'm a corrections field supervisor for the Department of Corrections. So you're busy. Oh, very very yeah, busy. <laughs> but you got enough time to football. Uh, football has been good to you. Oh, it's been very good. You're yes. not, not bad for a crick guy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Coach Wagner did a good job with you. Yeah, well, Coach Wagner. Shout out for Johnson Crick. Everybody out there. Yeah, it's Crick. Don't forget. Chad Fry's a big boy. If you say Creek, he's going to let you know it. We are talking Junior Spartans football. Brookfield East Youth Football, juniorspartans.org. Uh, we we have uh, Chad Fry, who is the president of that youth football organization in studio, along with Doug Champ and John Austin, a couple of coaches. This is the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. too much fun during the break i'm telling you that it's late i'm late getting back to the show welcome back to the blaine's farm and fleet youth sports show we are not live at athletico just found out ryan benefield is going to join us next segment a uh, lightning hit the uh uh the electricity the electrical pole outside and it burned it and uh so we were going to be live at athletico today we are not we're in studio we're talking brookfield east youth football with Chad Fry, Spartan Youth Football President, and Doug Champ and John Austin, a couple of coaches within the program itself. Um, Chad, what keeps you up at night as as the president of this organization? Well, uh, you know, I, I would certainly say, you know, 
game time comes on Saturday, you know, and that's a lot of preparation throughout the whole week. And uh, when you have a set of games for, from 8 o'clock until 3.30, that's a lot of prep work. So, right. You, you know, you got to have a lot of help to make something like that go. And and you're not just talking about X's and O's. You're talking about lining the fields, making sure concessions are ready to go, make sure the field is ready. Where do you guys play your home games? Uh, we, we just moved our home games about three years ago, and we set up our own field at Burleigh Elementary School. Okay. Uh, before that, we were using the practice field, and that gets kind of beat up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we get one – each team gets one game on the varsity field uh, per year to kind of, you know, get the kids that experience, which is good. But right. But it's a grass field, and a lot of people play on it, so we don't want to get on it too much. So, But we do have our own uh, field over at Burleigh. How is uh, getting volunteers – it can be difficult. You know, we yeah. were talking before the show started that uh, that certainly can be difficult. We've been pretty decent over the years, but uh, there have been some years when it's been very hard. And, and uh, we we actually have had all of our kids stay and help through the younger grades. Right. Uh, you know, kind of that community service thing, doing film or doing the scorekeeping or whatever it is because – you know, maybe volunteers haven't showed up, or they came and then they left, or whatever it could be. So it's but. hard. And you guys had talked about uh, the buyout that you had, and and how we had the Franklin. We've had a number of groups in that say, "Look, we need to probably up our buyout because so many people are taking the buyout, and we don't need the money. We need their time. And it's not like we're asking them to volunteer during when their son or daughter, because it's girls can play in this as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yep, absolutely. Yep. Um, our plan. We'll we'll give them we'll get them you know at a game where they're they don't have any family members playing, but we need them to work concessions or take money at the gate or whatever it is that that you guys need. Um, there are times that you have to up that buyout to get people to to give you more time, and I know you guys had to do that a couple years ago. Yeah, we did that. It was two years ago. Our buyout had been I think a hundred dollars where. If somebody did not want to volunteer throughout the season, they could pay a hundred dollars, and then they wouldn't have to volunteer and do anything. We had, you know, one year unfortunately where we just had too many people buy out, and we had to keep asking the same volunteers over and over and over again to do it. So we raised that buyout to three hundred dollars. The board had voted on that, and uh, had consulted with Coach Farley with that, and uh, it, it it seems to have done the trick. We only had two last year. Yeah, like we said, five percent of the people do ninety percent of the work. And, you know, that's that that makes it difficult. John, I want to ask you a question. And, Doug, I'm going to ask you probably the same question. The, the years that – well, you get to answer first. So <laughs> you can be really politically correct on your answer, and I'm going to rip Doug on it. Chad told me ahead of time I could defer to him. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. No, you can't. Um, how do you deal with, with parents that um, may question you as a coach? I defer to Chad. You, you just <laughs> bad. Sorry. Yeah. Wow. Um, I don't know. I, I we have such a, a great group of coaches. I don't think that's really come up much. We've had uh, Mike Tabor has I think four coaches, four parent coaches, and I'm lucky to have five coaches, and three of them are non-parent coaches, and they have coached in the past, and they just want to come back to coach. So we have a lot of different skill sets uh, when it comes to coaching. Um, I, I look at myself more as an administrator than everything, anything, but I, I do like coaching and helping out. Uh, Mike Tabor, he's, uh, I believe he played uh, ball. I wasn't sure if it was lacrosse or where, but he's got a lot of skill and yep. uh, knowledge there. And uh, uh, my coaches, I, I think Carlos has been around for, I think, four generations. His kids are. Yeah. His, so you, you guys don't get asked. You, nobody says, how come my kid doesn't carry the ball more? Oh, yeah, that that comes up. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, actually, we've been lucky enough to have, 
uh, two teams, so our numbers have been a little light on both teams. So every kid, every kid plays. The, the, the I think that the parents get their money's worth. They, they they play offense, they play defense, and they they get moved around a lot. It, it's, it's, what what do you do? What do, what do, what do you do for a living? Um, technology manager. So and and time wise, you've got enough time to. I mean, they're okay with with you heading out to practice well, and all that. If you saw the garage, no, I don't have enough time. You don't have <laughs> enough time, but no, I do enjoy yeah. I do enjoy coaching. Doug, same question when you were coaching. Um, if you had parents asking questions and, uh, you know, in the stands yelling, their kids not getting the ball. Did you guys have a way of of saying, hey, look, let's 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 deal with this? Well, that you know that that is one of the benefits of having those two squads. You know, for the Saturday games. Yeah. You know where you have more opportunity for guys to get in the game and you, you know you have have both of those squats then when you have a team of maybe 30 guys 28 guys when you're just going to one game that's when it's going to be a challenge more so yeah this year might be a challenge with some of that stuff with one team yeah. you know yeah having, having kids uh, is there is there a uh, standard you have that everybody gets to play in fifth grade a certain amount sixth grade you we, we, we don't have a, a set number of plays standard. But, you know, pretty much what we tell everybody, and this is really through fifth through eighth grade, is you're going to get trained on both sides of the ball. You know, we're not just going to train offense or defense. It's going to be offense and defensive positions. So, you know, we want to give you that good, solid base heading up into high school. Uh, and, uh, you know, so even with one team, the the way we've, we've, we've taken our eighth grade teams to tournaments uh, after the season is done every right. year for, I don't know how long, Doug, we've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, it's been and long we take time. those two teams and put them together as one. So that we've kind of had some experience with doing that. So I know this year at fifth, sixth and seventh grade, we kind of have a, a, a pattern of place of how we're going to do it. And I, you know, I've talked with coach Farley about this too. And uh, we, we set up different, different, Offenses and defenses. You have a, a beast team, a navy white uh, uh, offense, a navy white defense. In in certain quarters, certain teams play. Right. So everybody's going to be on a team. And again, like you say, when you got one team, it's it's just automatically going to be less playing time. Correct. But everybody's going to get in the game the way you set it up like that. So we don't say everybody's got to play eight plays, but they're going to be in the game. They're going to get playing time. Doug, how about you? What what you do? What's your real job? I'm a technical writer. And well, I work at GE right now. Excellent. Good for you. Yeah. Business good? Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's a lot safer than what Chad does, right? <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> I would I, say. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you come off a bad day if I want you coaching my son. I'm just telling you. No, I bet. Uh, the I coaches bet, are more worried. Than the yeah. Kids. yeah. <laughs> You're able to turn that off, I, I bet, by the time you get out of the parking lot. I, I, you know, I, I look forward to it. And, you know, I've talked to my, my chief about this a lot. They know how much I love coaching sports and, and, and you know, youth football specifically. And, uh it's. I'm not thinking about anything with my job after I leave and I go do the the coaching. It's 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 an outlet for me to help kids and help the community, and I you know I love doing it. Boy, that's and, uh, awesome. Hey, um, Doug, John, I'm gonna uh, say goodbye to you guys because we're gonna have Ryan from Athletico join us. I really appreciate you guys allowing me to put a microphone on you and, and come and because I know that it wasn't something that you really wanted to do, but I really appreciate you guys did great and uh, the love that you have. I think for the Junior Spartans. Uh, youth football program is is strong and and uh, you you think that Chad's doing a good job because you wouldn't be here if you didn't. So thank you for the amount of time that you give back uh, to the community and back to those programs. All right, thank Thanks you for having us. Yeah, you bet. Thank you. Just stay right there. I'll, I'll get that. And we're uh, we're gonna get to a break. Other side of the break, Ryan Benningfield. He is uh, the facility manager, physical therapist at at Athletico. 
where we're supposed to be today, but we're not. We were in studio. They had a power outage at uh, their facility. We'll get over there in a few weeks, and uh, we'll invite you to come and see. It's a beautiful facility. I was there this morning. It was dark. Could barely see. You can't believe how good looking I was at that point. Yeah, that's. The, you remember those days? China, you didn't want the the lights to go on in the bar. You don't remember those, do you? This Never. is the. This he, is the, he won't admit it. He won't. Well, there's no there's no bars in Crick to even go to, so you don't well, have to worry about that. Yeah. This is the Blades Farm and Fleet U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan. We are not live at Athletico Physical Therapy today. Uh, we're going to reschedule that for a couple of weeks. They had a power outage, so we brought the show back to the studio. And um, really happy, Ryan Benfield, who is the uh, physical therapist and facility manager, said, "Look, I can drive over and, and hang out with you boys for a little bit." So, Ryan, thank you so much for a couple minutes of your time. What what happened? Why is there no power at Athletico? Well, thanks so much for having me back here, and I'm glad we were able to uh, to pull this off. But, yeah, it looks like uh, one of the power poles was hit by lightning last night in our parking lot. So the whole building is uh, out of power. But the good people over at Wisconsin Energies are on it right now, so we should be up and running shortly. Yeah, hopefully by Monday, Absolutely. right? Hopefully by Monday. Hey, I, pr- I really appreciate you coming over. One of the reasons um, we're going to do this at, at Athletico is you guys are the newest sponsor for, for my shows. And I can't thank you and Paul Schmidt and everybody down at Chicago Corporate um, for believing in what I do here and getting involved as a sponsor uh, for my, you know, the Nary Show, the Youth Sports Show, and the High School Sports Show. It's a really good fit, I think, with what I talk about and the people that I bring in and what you guys do. Absolutely. Uh, we're happy to be here. We're happy to sponsor you. We really think it's an important thing that you do um, as far as bringing in coaches, talking about these sports. Uh, personally, I have a passion for sports and sports medicine, um, so I'm happy to be here and talking with everybody. Well, I, mean, we, I got to see your facility today. It was in, a little bit dark, but it, it's a really beautiful facility, and it's uh, I, I just really like it. 3077 North Mayfair Road. You guys do great work. In fact, Larry Sales, who is uh, he was the, the, the physical therapist for uh, the Milwaukee Way Forever, and he still is. Uh, him and I worked together, and he heard one of the promos, and he called me yesterday, and he, for 10 minutes, raved about Athletico. And he raved about, you know, other than Mark Kaufman, who st- is the owner, president of the company, he went to Iowa. Other than that, not a bad guy from what I understand. But he he believes a lot in giving back to the community. And if you go on their website, um, you can watch this five-minute video about Athletico that sold me. And the re- one of the reasons I reached out and said, hey, we need to partner up, was watching that video. I, I just thought it was you know perfect for-, for what I do and how we do it. Let's talk a little bit about having kids at the age that we're, we're talking about, which is 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th. What's the difference, and and how often do you see kids at Athletico at that age? Well, I think it's important to remember that they're not just little adults. These are these are kids that uh, present with their own unique problems, their un- own unique injuries, and you really want uh, to treat them that way. We'll see a lot more uh, growth plate injuries at this age, um, things like that. But it's I think it's great the youth sports programs because the important thing here is uh, you know teaching these kids the fundamentals like you guys were talking about before. Uh, which can certainly help reduce injuries 
um, you know, as they learn how to use their bodies and, and the correct form with different things. You know, it's interesting. On the question and answer, right on the, on Junior Spartan's website, one of the questions is, what are the safety precautions taken at the game? Answer, and this is a youth sports program, athletic trainer will be on site during all games. Um, and I think that that's really important, and that's changed over the years that even youth programs now are seeing that they need to have a guy like you on the sidelines at every game. Absolutely. I think the philosophy has changed that you're not going to push through an injury. If somebody is hurt, you got to get them off. you got to get it evaluated. Um, and that's the safest thing to do and then move forward from so, there. So the day that, you know, those days up at, at Johnson Creek where they told Chad <laughs> just to rub some dirt on it, don't worry about it, those days are over, right? That's right. That happened yeah. a lot. It did it? Yes. You know, back in my day, it was don't drink water, take salt pills. So I tell you how <laughs> how old I am. You got to take a salt pill. I'm thirsty. Nope. No water, Mister McGiver. Take this salt pill. That'll help. And and again, because of of the knowledge and 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 you know the the amount of people that understand your business, um, we've gotten gotten away from that. The other part that that we talked about um, that first segment is is I really do believe. That, that football, though, again, it's a collision, it's a violent sport, has never been safer because of the things that we've learned from people like you and how to practice, what to do during practice, how to tackle, how not to tackle, how to keep your head out of the game. Absolutely. And the education is really what's important with that. And, again, programs um, like the Junior Spartan program are just doing a great job as far as teaching coaches and teaching parents what to look for. You guys were talking about the Heads Up program earlier uh, this morning. I mean, those are just wonderful things that, that everybody's on the same page with and trying to make the game as, as safe as possible. It's interesting because it two coaches from university school started this on-the-dot program, and they put um, bullseyes on the shoulder pads and the hip pads and the hip um, pants for practice gear. And so when you're teaching them to put your shoulder on that hip and – it's almost like rugby tackling at this right. point now, and and that way you're keeping your head out of the game. And I know that uh, that Chad, that's important to you. So yeah, absolutely. I mean that that whole philosophy of the way you used to tackle is completely different. Uh, it, it is a shoulder tackle now, and and your viewpoint is the near hip, and you're you're completely trying to remove that. You're not crossing the head in front of a body. You're you're behind the person, and you're you're doing a near hip, near shoulder drive for five or a or a wrap, squeeze, and roll. Right. Hey, we talked a little bit um, when when you get kids that get injured, and like you said, they're not they're not just many adults. These this is a whole different um, animal. What type of injuries do you see outside of football? Because we kind of know the shoulders, the knees. When you're talking about kids that play multiple sports at an early age, do you see the? Is, is there a typical injury that you guys see? We're still seeing a lot of overuse injuries, uh, especially at that age. And again, uh, growth plates. Uh, we we, we want to be concerned with their bone and their bony development um, when they're younger, like that, as they're still developing. Hey, can we keep you over for for one segment for my next show? Because it, it fits in, and I'm, I'm watching a kid from Tosa West walk in on crutches. So you're you know you stick around. I don't want to lose you. I want I want to know what's going on with him. Chad, it's really nice to meet you, um, and and thank you so much for bringing Doug and John. They 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 really added. Nice to the program. JuniorSpartans.org is where you would go. I'm glad that you guys have gotten a chance to meet and, and understand that any questions that you have, um, Ryan certainly can answer, and he's right Great. down the block from you guys at Berkeley awesome. East. Great. Thanks a lot, boys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. This is the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.